everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Anything About Everything podcast. I'm your host, Miss Jet. And you might have noticed that we got a theme song this week or an intro song, excuse me, this week. Oh my God. It's an amazing story behind it. And I can't wait to tell you guys what happened. So uh, welcome to the Anything About Everything podcast. Uh, where you, we literally discuss anything about everything. So whether that's uh, pop culture, whether that's music, whether that's uh, alcohol or sex or finances or um, ways to improve your productivity, honey, we got you covered. So um, yeah, moving on to the drink of the pod. Now, as an auntie, um, I stand firmly and my auntie, my auntie Ness, I'm a, a active member of the auntie delegation. Actually, the board of directors. I sit on the board of directors, honey, in uh, Pensacola, Florida, uh, in terms of being a, a stone cold, bougie ass auntie. Okay, the one who sits in the in the corner and eats her mac and cheese and, and looks at the cousins, like I know where y'all going. <laughs> okay, I know where y'all going. So um, I'm having a mimosa. Okay. Well, actually, technically, it would. It's called a Bellini, uh, because I absolutely loathe, absolutely loathe orange juice in my in my Bellini. Okay. I, I'm a I'm more of a peach, a simply peach girl. So if you are uh, someone who's like me, who is missing your overpriced omelets and your, um, you know, your bottomless mimosas during this time in quarantine. Go on down to the Publix or to the Harris Teeter and get your life, get you, get you a little uh, champagne and peach situation, okay, sis? Or bro, you know, or anybody non-binary. You might have noticed that your girl has a new intro. Oh my God, we have a new intro. Oh my <laughs> It's only episode two and a bitch got an intro. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I can't believe it, yo. Um, shout out to DJ Dwayne Nice. Um, who, whom I met on Clubhouse, the new Clubhouse app. Um, it's for, uh, right now it's only open to iOS users and you have to be invited. However, I've met some amazing people on there. Um, some absolute gems are being dropped on there. So if you do get an invite, excuse me, I encourage you to uh, join the platform and, you know, go in some of the rooms and get your life. There is a lot of foolery on there too. But there are some really dope classes and really dope chat rooms that are happening. Um, they even did, I heard the other night, there was like a live uh, rehearsal of The Lion King. Oh my God, amaze. <laughs> Amazing. So um, I just, all I can say is I'm learning, I'm meeting new people and I'm growing. And as a result of going into a new space and opening myself up and saying, hey, I lost, I launched my first episode of the podcast, he reached out and said, hey, let me do your intro music. And I said, hey, why not? (laughs) I said enthusiastically, yes, let's do this. And so when I say he reached out, I mean, like he mentioned it while I was talking and then I followed up. So that's another thing. Go ahead and make sure you follow up when someone says, hey, I'm willing to to do this for you. So um, the song that that would be the number one song of the pod is the intro music. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, so, but I have a couple other songs of the pod, honey. Okay, because one thing that I do want to do is get in the habit of featuring uh, new music and new art that has uh, moved me in the weeks or the the days you know leading up to recording. 
I love sharing art. I love sharing music. I, I think that, you know, <laughs> music is kind of one of those things that just brings us together. And so, um, you know, if I could put somebody on to a new artist, ah, <laughs> that just makes me feel amazing. So um, this news, this new, it's, well, it's kind of new. It's new to, it, it might not be new, it might not be new to me, but it might be new to you. So um, this new song that I heard from Ro James is called Touchy Feely. It's, it gives very much dick appointment vibes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, you talking about a threesome? I even know. <laughs> I stand behind it though. Hey, no shade, <laughs> no cap, no nothing. That song is a whole vibe. Whether you whether you headed to the function for a threesome or not. <laughs> So, uh, you could just put it on, you know, while you cleaning your house or whatever. What, what, how? Or if you, you know, you're getting ready, you want to feel sexy for your man or for your woman or for your person in the non-binary. You know, go ahead and get your life. Mm-hmm. So that was Ro James with Touchy Feely. Uh, another song that I would like to feature is one that I have been absolutely. I've had this on repeat for I don't even know how long. Like it's it's. Oh, I can't. But if let me tell you something, if you are not up on Masego, Masego, listen, if you're not up on Masego, I don't know where you've been, but you need to leave. You need to get out of that space. You don't need those type of problems in your life, sis. We're, we're going we're gonna to move on into 2021 with good vibes. Okay. <laughs> and that's what Masego brings. He brings the good vibes, the good vibrations. Okay. So Masego, Alex Isley, who's another uh, talented artist and, and Jack Dine have put out um they put out a song together called good and plenty and let me tell you a whole vibe son a whole vibe listen don't make no mistakes okay remember when you thought you should stay Talk your shit, sis. Hey. A whole vibe. Let them know, honey. I got that good and plenty. Okay. <laughs> Let them know. Uh, that was um, Alex Isley, Masego, and Jack Dine. With good and plenty, okay. That was the and that was the song of the pod. So uh, we've already gone through the intro, the song of the pod, and the drink of the pod. Now we're moving on to the pop and bop segment. The pop and bop segment is where we kind of discuss, you know, things in pop culture, uh, politics, music. Um, could be anything, okay. It's it's literally where the wind blows. Right now, it's it's blowing me over to. Um, to Harry Potter land. Uh, and by that, I mean, uh, your celebrity in chief Colt 45, uh, president Trump, who's out here, um, literally pardoning all of, 
<laughs> all of the Death Eaters. Okay, I don't know what this. I mean, like he's literally pardoning mur- pardoning murderers. Like, what is happening? Listen, I'm. <laughs> this is a, this is a lot for me. This is a lot. I can say this because I'm not in the military anymore. I'm retired. But yo, your 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 boy is going off right now <laughs> in his final season. <laughs> He's he's doing a lot. I just need him to calm down. It's too much. It's team too much. It's team too much. Um, I'm not going to speak too much on it. I just want to just let that, like, if you're not paying attention to who he's pardoning, it's quite interesting. It's, it's an interesting list. I appreciate, I uh, would admonish you to go over to uh, MSNBC, CNN, uh, maybe even Fox News, wherever you consume your news. Uh, NPR is my outlet of choice. But um, just, you know, just give, you know, give a gander to who he's pardoning. It's very interesting. Um, also, we are approaching, approaching the final week. Well, we're in the final week of 2020. And this has been the longest year ever. It's literally been all five seasons of Game of Thrones and all six seasons of Sex and the City. It's been, it's just like... Why is this? It's just been the longest year ever, and I'm just ready for it to end. 2021, I need you to come in the room like you got some sense. That's all I'm saying. Don't come in here with that bullshit. I need you to come in because 2021 started off crazy. Okay. We almost went to war. Like it was almost like a whole world war started in 2020 at the beginning. I knew we was in, I knew we were in for, for a doozy in 2020 because it was like off top. Oh yeah, no, we're we're just gonna kill your your general and you know blow up blow up shit and all that kind. Of, it was it was too much, way 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 too much. So, um, hopefully twenty twenty one comes in the room like she got some sense, cause, whoo, what a mess, <laughs> what a mess. Um, as we approach the end of twenty twenty, what that means is everybody's gonna be on this new year, new me. Um, everybody's going to be with the new year's resolutions. Everybody's going to be with the, uh, 2021 is my year. Listen, I need all y'all to calm down. Okay. <laughs> because, because you, we saw what happened in 2020. So I just need all y'all to calm down. But what I would suggest if I could just offer some advice, okay. Or offer, um, you know, a way to maybe make sure that you're, New year, new me plans, you know, uh, actually come to fruition, I would say write them down, okay? In the first episode of the uh, Anything About Everything podcast, we discussed ways to increase productivity through time management. And one of the things that we discussed was um, writing things down, okay? Capturing whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, okay? So if you do have a New Year's resolution, there's two things that I would suggest. One, have a vision board, okay? There, the power of visualization is very, very real, okay? Last year, I think I did a, I did a vision board and there wasn't, it wasn't a big emphasis on podcasting. However, there was some, there were a few keywords that, um, that I featured on there in addition to podcasting and out of those words kind of, uh, birthed the, gave birth to the, the anything about everything podcast. The words were education, music, art, um, literature and podcasting. 
in addition to um, the vision board, I also, when I was, you know, coming up with the idea for the Anything About Everything podcast and kind of conceptualizing what I wanted to talk about, I had to write that junk down, okay? Um, At first, it started with just, you know, a couple ideas that I put in my notepad. Um, And then I kind of transferred it onto my computer and made it a a more uh, formatted um, concept. However, it all started with writing it down. So I can't stress it enough how much, how important it is to write things down. Um, All right. So moving on to the value added conversation. I mean, well, this is what we're here for, sis. Okay, and bro, because I don't want to exclude my, my men. I don't want to exclude the the persons in the non-binary. This is a safe space for uh for people of color, for uh BIPOC. That's the new term that I learned. The uh, Black Indigenous people of color. This is a safe space for Latinos, Af- uh, African Americans, white people, Black people, Asians, everybody. Okay, it's a safe it's a safe space. The person who the people who is not a safe space for are those who are not willing to learn and grow okay if you're not willing to learn and grow then you can exit stage left or you know stay and get your life I don't know but anyway so this week I kind of want to dive into the concept of growth through suffering and what prompted this um this deep dive this medium dive whatever however deep we, we choose to go is that I read a book this week um uh called can't hurt me can't hurt me by David Goggins, who is a uh, retired Navy SEAL. He is a um, competitive ultra long distance athlete. So he's done ultra marathons, ultra triathlons. He's in his fifties and dude looks like he's in his twenties. He's had multiple heart surgeries. He's, I mean, he, he, he survived buds three times, which one time seems horrible enough. <laughs> if you don't know what BUDS is, BUDS is, is basically the hell week that Navy SEALs go through. And I mean, it's unlike anything on this earth. We're talking about like 160 hours of no sleep, crazy training. It's, I mean, it, it, the attrition rate for um, for BUDS, I want to say is like 60%. I'm going to have to look that up. But it's it's insane and so for him to have gone through twice and then they told him on the on the final on his final try like hey listen this is it either you make it or you don't because he had uh basically got uh forced out of the program uh for medical reasons the first two times so i wanted to dive into this um because through his book it's really an incredible incredible life story of uh not only suffering but also perseverance and overcoming suffering and there were so many life lessons and he's only 50 years old but if you if you look at him he he doesn't he looks every bit of 25 30 (laughs) okay uh body wise you know so um as i was i mean it starts all the book starts off in his childhood and he was talking about how incredibly abusive his father was um emotionally physically um, mentally, I mean, the, the, the things that him and his mother went through, I mean, anyone could have, you know, would have understood if, if he had not turned out the way he did, you know, in life. I mean, simply because, I mean, you're talking about someone 
who was literally beat, you know, to shreds to the point where he couldn't even pay attention when he went to school. He, he, he was illiterate all the way up until he went to high school um, and then decided he was going to try to um, enlist in the United States Air Force. And the Air Force, uh, just like all the other service branches, required that you take an ASVAB. And he was like, oh, shit, I got to learn how to read because I can't I can't cheat like I've been cheating my way through school. So <laughs> he had to literally sit down, lock himself down and say, hey, I'm going to teach myself how to read. Um, and, and just, just that teaching yourself how to read and then going from not knowing how to read to becoming a a United States Navy SEAL, like, ah, amazing, crazy. Right. So after he graduated, um, uh, well, after he, um, went into the air force and, uh, did all the things he wanted to do in the air force. And then he got out of the air force. He ended up blowing up to like being over 300 pounds and then, you know, becoming like, he was like a, a pest control guy, which no shade is, this is no shade to pest control guys because, you know, you got to make your money, you got to earn, you know, you got to earn a living. But some people, they just feel like they have a thing inside them that they, they got to get out. Um, and so this, this, what he did, he was like, Hey, listen, I, I'm not, you, I'm not living life to my fullest potential. And so, um, he went over to his mom's house and he just so happened to see a, um, a show on the Navy SEALs. And then he was like, oh, I want to be that. And not only, and how many times do we all say that? How many times have we, have you seen that? And you're like, I want to be that. And, but you never put any action behind it. Well, he put action behind it. Um, and then uh, he went to the, he went, to, he had to hunt down Navy recruiters. Nobody would take him seriously. Finally, like one of the, you know, a, one recruiter finally did and then told him, Hey, listen, you got three, three months to lose a hundred pounds. And guess what he did. Okay. Um, the amount of pain and suffering he had to put himself through the type of types of workouts he had to put himself through to be able to lose that kind of weight in that amount of time were insane. Now, I've been a, a, a competitive athlete before. I've been an endurance athlete before. And even these, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's crazy for real, for real. <laughs> but I mean, crazy in a good way. Okay. Um, I, I think sometimes we get in this place where we don't exactly we say we want to do something, but we don't want to put the work behind it to actually achieve those goals. Okay. Um, well, he was willing to do that come hell or high water. And I think it was like each time that he set out to, to, um, to, uh, you know, achieve a goal. It was like, I'm doing it no matter what, either, either I'm going to do it or I'm going to die trying. And a lot of people say that they're going to, that they are going to do it. Are they going to die trying? But who actually has the balls to, and the intestinal fortitude to, to actually go out there and say, Hey, listen, I'm doing this day, day in, day out, four o'clock in the morning runs, you know, two hour swims, no matter how cold it is, no matter how hot it is. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) There was a time when I was out there riding my bike at four o'clock in the morning or riding my bike in sub-freezing temperatures. Now, now I enjoy life. I'm not going to lie. And this book kind of caused me to look at myself and say, 
hey, you could be doing more. You can be doing more and you need to do more um, in order. If you want to maximize your potential, you need to do more. So where the suffering part comes in, um, I think his life has had a continuous theme of suffering from, you know, going from his abusive childhood, then going to buds and becoming an endurance athlete. I've said before that endurance athletes, you have to be a masochist. Like you just, you just have to, it's a common theme. Okay. Whether you're a cyclist, you're a triathlon, a triathlete or a, uh, a marathon runner or, <laughs> or any, any, anything where you're doing, um, an, an activity for an extended period of time, there's, there's gotta be something about you that likes pain. Either you like to inflict pain or you like to feel pain or a combination of both. So, excuse me. I think that he got to a place where he's like, listen, every time I feel pain, I grow. Um, at first the pain that he felt, um, due to the abuse that he, uh, felt was count. It was not, it was destructive pain. It was not productive pain. It, there are, two, I feel like there are two types of suffering, right? Um, and there are two purposes behind suffering. So there's a suffering that is inflicted upon you. And then there is this suffering that you inflict upon yourself, right? So the, the suffering that the suffering that might be inflicted upon you or, um, might be, um, caused as a result of someone doing something to you. Oftentimes that can be destructive. Um, you might be able to turn it around and use that, uh, that pain as motivation. But a lot of times, like I said, it can be destructive, but the suffering that you put yourself through that can, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother can of worms. And oftentimes it, it can be destructive. Like if you are, uh, someone who suffers from addiction or, um, you know, or is in a bad relationship that you just can't get out of and you, and you just, you know, you, you, you can't let go of something that is hurting you that can be destructive. And that form of suffering is different, but this form of suffering, I think that he was able to distinguish between the two types of suffering in this book. So the first type was the type that he, that was done to him, which was the beatings, the degradation, the humiliation, um, that was done to him and he was able to overcome that suffering. I think though he also became accustomed to suffering and therefore he looked for other ways to suffer that were actually productive. That's where we get, go from destructive suffering to productive suffering. There are two different types, right? So the the suffering that I might feel when going on a four to six to eight hour bike ride, that is a different, that's a productive type of suffering that on the other end of that suffering is growth. On the other end of that suffering is strength. On the other end of that suffering might even be enlightenment about what I'm capable of. Um, that is, <laughs> that can actually be productive. So I asked the question on Instagram. I said, what comes to mind when, um, when you think of the word suffering? And I got some really interesting answers because, you know, some people, like I said, saw it as, as being a positive thing, right? 
um, some of the answers that I got were uh, growth, were enlightenment, were, um, uh, you know, sacrifice. Some people even related it to, um, to religion and, you know, the suffering that it is said that Jesus Christ went through um, for all of my Christians out there. Um, that type of suffering is thought to be, um, like I said, productive. Um, then on the flip side of it, the other, some of the other answers that I got were quite dark. And I, th- I think that, you know, it speaks to, um, how we think about suffering in conventional terms, right? So some of the other answers that I got were, you know, uncontrollable pain, some, you know, uh, emotional and sexual abuse and depression, um, which is destructive suffering. Um, I also got an answer that, uh, that can contained a quote that said, you know, to live is to suffer. Um, and I think that was the, (laughs) the mindset of our forefathers, right? Where it's like our forefathers were not really that concerned about being happy, you know, (laughs) like millennials, we are all about, listen, if it don't, if if it does not make me happy, I'm not fucking doing it. Point blank period. End of discussion. Ain't no amount of money you can give me to, you know, that, that is going to sway me to get up out my chair or anything. And that can be good and bad. You know, I think sometimes we as millennials have like um, a hedonistic view of the world where it's like it should make me happy. Everything, everything should make me happy, whether I'm broke or whether I'm not. It should make me happy. And it's like, no, that's that's not reality. Some things are going to (laughs) suck. Some things are just going to suck. And I think that you know, the, the more that we embrace the suck and embrace the suffering that we inflict upon ourselves, that is productive suffering, the more that we can actually, um, learn and grow. And, um, so I I would, I would encourage you to seek out things that make you feel uncomfortable. Those things that make you feel uncomfortable, um, oftentimes help you grow. I'll use myself as an example this week, right? So um, my mentor, uh, Dr. Salisha Thompson, she added me to Clubhouse, right? And Clubhouse is essentially a chat room, right? Where you talk to different people um, on various different topics or whatever. Right now, the cool kids are on there. Right now, Joe Budden, 21 Savage, Meek Mill, all, you know, the girls are on there. Okay. (laughs) That's what I call them. Okay. The people who everybody wants to, you know, be in community with and talk to whatever, those people are on there. However, there are also some other people on there, some great entrepreneurs, podcasters, business people, marketers, uh, you know, brand strategists, all, all sorts of people are on there and they're literally trading ideas about how to present their best selves and their best brands and their best businesses to the world. Right. Um, I'm in a room called, um, club pod that, you know, you've had, you have people in there who are seasoned podcasters who are giving, uh, some of us newbies tips and tricks on how to, you know, grow your podcast and monetize it and, you know, telling you, Hey, listen, that those first 10 episodes, knock them first 10 out because 
that's usually the hump that you got to get over, you know, before you experience, before a lot of uh, podcast experience was called pod fade. So there was so much um, information that's being um, traded in there. But what I say all that to say that it, you I, normally in a situation like that, I would just sit back and kind of listen not even kind of, I would just sit back and listen and not contribute because I want to soak up those, those gems. But also it kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable to talk to a people I don't know. Um, and B, um, it kind of makes me uncomfortable, uh, to, you know, let everybody know that, Hey, I just started this podcast and this is how it's going. It, it is the reason why it makes me uncomfortable is because I'm scared that they're, that they're thinking, that they're going to, you know, that they're going to hate it or they're going to shoot my ideas down or, or whatever. It's like that. Uh, it's like uh, Erica Badu's famous intro. You know, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. It's the same thing about this podcast. <laughs> okay. So it, I, I had to get out of my comfort zone and, you know, raise my hand in this chat room and say, Hey, listen, I have something either to ask or to contribute. So but the thing about it is, is once I did, once I did raise my hand and once I did contribute, I was able to connect with a dope ass DJ who was able to produce my, uh, my intro song. So right there is an example of growth through, you know, putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Might not necessarily be suffering, <laughs> but it was definitely, um, you know, at first, I was a little scared and apprehensive to do so, but then I was like, okay, you want to put something out to the world, you're going to have to get over your fear of public speaking. I've heard that public speaking is like the number one fear that people have, even more so than dying, which is crazy, right? So it's like, you're okay with no longer being on this earth, but standing up in front of a, a whole bunch of people is is worse <laughs> in your head, right? It's, it's insane. But it's but it's the truth. And even even as I prepared, you know, because in, in the app, you can see, you know, who they're talking to and kind of get a feel for how they're moving, you know, through the uh, through the people and through the questions. And you can get kind of tell when you're coming up next. So when it got to be my turn, I had the most severe heart palpitations you've ever had. I was I was literally sitting there like Eminem uh, and eight mile. <laughs> OK, like. Like literally, like this, this, this was me. Okay, I'm about to play. I'm about to play right now. I'm just saying. This <laughs> it was awful, you know. Bam. This was me in in the chat house. Okay, knees weak, arms. Palms are sweaty. I'm just saying. I was sitting up there like, yo, they gonna tell me, bitch, you are stupid. You are you are trash. Get out of here. But that's not what happened. It's not what happened at all. The first uh, time that I went up, um, you know, someone actually just just in interjected and chimed in like, hey, listen, what you're doing is pretty awesome, and I'd like to work with you. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Uh, so again, shout out to DJ. Um, Dwayne nice because you just have no idea how much you affirmed me so um, that's another thing be nice to people because you don't know what they're going through internally <laughs> they could be having a mental breakdown like I was <laughs> so um, yeah so I say all that to say listen we need to get out of this um, notion that we need to be comfortable all the time we do 
I find that I am the most productive when I am the most uncomfortable. Okay. Um, when I was training for, um, different cycling races and stuff like that, it wasn't easy. It was, it was hard. It was terrible. I was sweaty. I was cold. I was tired all the time. Like even when I was going through undergrad, tired all the time, (laughs) just didn't, I mean, like I, I was focused, but it was definitely not fun. But on the other side was victory. I ended up, you know, winning races and I mean, podiumed at the Virginia State Criterium and all, all kinds of stuff. I earned my bachelor's degree, but of course you had to put, be willing to put yourself in that gauntlet. And so when I was, you know, and I realized that complacency is like the cousin of comfort. You know what I mean? Like I remember when I first started kind of getting out of my training phase, I had a thought to myself like, yo, bitch, you are in, you're enjoying life way too much. <laughs> like, like you haven't, you're not suffering enough. Like that was my mindset. Like if you're gonna do something, if you're gonna be great, or if you're gonna be at least halfway decent at, at what you want to do, you got to put in the work. So, um, I think one of the things that I would say in 2021, um, is for us to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, okay? So if that means whatever it is that you got to change, that you want to change, whether you want to get another degree, whether you want to lose some weight, whether you want to start a business, um, whether you want to, you know, anything that you want to do, you can do it. It's just going to take work. And so what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, okay? So... Um, you know, what does that look like for you? So time management, that's, that's the reason why we did the first episode on time management, because time management is the key to, is a key to success. Um, it, it, does that mean you got to get up at five o'clock in the morning and and go for a run or four o'clock in the morning and go for a run? Do what you got to (laughs) do. Okay. Do what you got to do. No one wants to hear excuses. You know what I mean? And I think we just really got to get out of that. So uh, that was the value added conversation of the Anything About Everything podcast. We're going to return. With that being said, remember to submit your questions to anythingabouteverythingpod at gmail.com where they have the chance to be read aloud and answered. Um, I've been told, um, I'm not going to say that uh, I am, but I've been told that I give great advice. So um, I'm someone who's fair and objective and, uh, you know, I'll tell I'll tell you when you're wrong, but in the nicest way possible. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I've heard that honesty without care is, is dangerous. So, um, and can be damaging. And I think sometimes uh, we get into the habit of saying, oh, well, you know, they're just being honest. It's like, no, but you could be like being mean too. You know, so with that being said, we're going to move into the You've Got Mail segment where we got our first email. Ew. All right. Uh, of a person who was asking um, for a little bit of advice. So here we go. She asked for a pseudonym. Um, so I'm going to name her Deborah. <laughs> So I have an auntie whose name is Deborah and we love to call her Deborah. All right. So Deborah asked, (laughs) she says, she writes in and she says, hi, anything about everything pod. 
So glad that I found you guys. Love the first episode. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you, sis. She said, I've struggled with time management in the past. So that first episode was right on time. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so have I. Okay, haven't we all? My question is, how do I deal with friends who don't um, want to acknowledge President-elect Joe Biden's win or the histor historical significance of VP-elect Kamala Harris? In the recent days, I've noticed that some of my friends, both black and white, who are Trump supporters are either being dismissive about the president-elect's win or they make jokes about leaving the country if he takes office. Have you experienced this? How do you handle it? If you have, well, how do you handle it if you have? Thanks, love the show. Keep up the great work, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. Um, I have experienced this. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I do have some friends who are on the other side of the aisle. I really identify as an independent, but uh, I voted for Democrat, uh, Democratic, the Democratic president-elect for obvious reasons, for me anyway. Um, uh, and yeah, I do have some friends who are on the other opposite side of the aisle who have made jokes about, you know, leaving the country if so facto um, when president-elect Joe Biden and, and vice president-elect Kamala Harris take office. Um, I've made it, I made it my business in the moment to kind of check them and remind them that in 2016, when the shoe was on the other foot, that they didn't appreciate it when um, their uh, candidate of choice was elected. And, you know, people might've been saying, you know, some harsh words or, you know, we're in a state of disbelief or whatever. Um, the, I'm not going to lie to you, there, I did have an incident with a friend that was less than progressive. <laughs> it, was, it was not my highest functioning self. <laughs> and I've, I don't, I don't um, suggest that you take the low route. I, I suggest that you take the high route. What, and, and of course, we, we remember what, um, when our uh, dear former first lady, lady, Michelle Obama, said, when they go low, we go high. Now, I do know that there are some people that subscribe to the, hey, when they go low, we're going to take it to the flow. I mean, I don't suggest doing that. However, um, I understand if you feel that way. What I would suggest is educate yourself. Okay, that's what I um, chose to do when, you know, Trump was in there doing his, you know, foolery and, and what have you. Educate yourself on the policies and and, um, and the stances that Joe Biden is taking or, you know, will be taking uh, when it comes when, you know, when he takes office. That way, when they come at you with um, information that is, you know, or or a political stance that's not true you or or unfavorable, you can kind of have some some foundation to actually give an educated retort. Nothing is better than an educated retort or educated read, sis. When you read somebody down with nothing but facts and they have nothing to come back with, listen, I live. So I really think that that's the best way to move forward is educating yourself um, on his policies and politics. Look at NPR. Um, even look at some, what some of the... Um, the other outlets are saying about him, even Fox News, because you got to know 
with the people on the other side are saying and thinking. And, and you know, so that way, when you're faced with that um, information, you know, or that that argument, you can combat it. So one thing that I hate about this time frame that we're in, this time period that we find ourselves in, is that people do not know how to uh, consume media or information from from places that they don't deem valuable or that don't align with their own belief system. So what I mean by that is this. Everybody, you, you know, if, it's like if you're a Fox News watcher, that's all you're watching. You're not going to MSNBC. You're not going to CNN. You're not going to NPR. You're not going to, you know, any, even some of the YouTube shows that are out there, The View, whatever. You're only sticking to one uh, place to get your information and that's it. And that's a problem. That's a problem. That would almost be like, uh, you know, well, I don't want to say almost it is. You, you, you put it on one channel and you're just leaving it there and you're not, you're not getting another perspective. You know, um, I don't know if I have any debaters out there, people who were on the debate club, like, uh, like, you know, like your girl was, but in debate club, they make you argue the opposite, you know, both sides. So that way you can learn a different perspective. Now, ultimately there will always be someone who's, well, there'll be somebody who's usually there'll be somebody who's right and somebody who's wrong, or there'll be a winner or a loser, however you want to see it. But we need to get into the habit of seeing other people's perspective. And right now we don't have that. And that's what's kind of, that's really one of the biggest contributing factors to um, the divide that we have politically. This is not a political podcast. However, you got me on a rant, sis, so I'm just going to embrace it. But um, I would suggest just a educating yourself, offering the information, say, hey, listen, when 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 old girl won in 2016 and I'm saying I'm using old girl because I don't really like to, you know, call his name. He's kind of like Voldemort. OK, he shall who shall not be named. So uh, when he who shall not be named was elected in 2016, I mean, everybody, you know, the Republicans were very much like, aha, you know, you know, y'all lost. Da, 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 da. You know, oh, if you want to get out of the country, go ahead and get out of the country. Listen, we don't need to do that. Okay, we need to take the high route and say, hey, listen, this needs to be a time of healing and reflection. Okay, uh, 2020 has literally been just the worst. And so what we don't need to do is carry that negative energy into 2021. We need to flip it and put it towards something positive. So I would work on bringing those uh, individuals to the other side of the aisle. And, uh, you know, and just presenting to them a different perspective. So, like I said, educate yourself. And if they don't want to hear it, then guess what? Just, you know, change the subject. You know, that's honestly, that's that you can always do that. You know, they're, they, you know, try to make jokes like, oh, I'm a lead a country when, uh, you know, when Joe, if Joe Biden takes office, I'd be like, oh, you need a plane ticket. Oh, I can get you this, but I'm just kidding. Or, or just be like, you know what? Oh, so you know, the weather is just so nice. Ain't it nice outside? You know, I mean, like just switch the subject because some people, they're just, you know, they're stuck in their mindset and they're never going to come over. They're just never going to. And so, um, you know, you have to know your audience. You got to be able to, as the as the kids would say nowadays, you got to be able to read the room. And if the room is full of people who don't necessarily want to hear your message, it's okay to not say anything. It's It really is. 
But if the room is saying to you, hey, listen, I actually want to hear what you have to say, then go ahead and speak up and, and, and show your truth. You know what I mean? So thank you, Deborah, for writing in. So remember, guys, um, please submit your questions to uh, anything about everything pod at gmail.com. That's one word. Anything about everything pod at gmail.com, where your questions have the chance to be read aloud on the show. Okay, so no topic is, you know, off, uh, off limits. So if you want to ask about sex, relationships, finances, um, real estate, anything, if I don't, if I don't have the answer, I can either look it up for you (laughs) or I can speak to someone who has uh, knowledge and experience with that particular topic. Um, being a Marine for 15 years and, you know, retiring early and then, move, you know, going back to my uh, going back to school, getting my degree and then becoming an HR professional. It has given me um, it has put me in touch with a lot of different people and I've gained a lot of knowledge regarding a lot of different uh, subjects. So um, and it's also helped me to expand my network. And so when I say that if I don't have the answer, I probably know somebody who does. I mean that. I'm so serious. And what I want to do is build a community so we can all learn, we can all grow, and we can all win. Okay. Moving <laughs> on to the Wine About It segment. This is a segment where I basically whine about things that happen during the week. Okay. This week, this week, I don't know what it was, but people were just being disgusting in public this week. I don't know if it's because it was Christmas or what. But I was at work. I'm not going to say where I work at because, you know, I don't want to. (laughs) Y'all don't need to know all that. Um, And a girl walked in to uh, the training room sucking her thumb. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I had a visceral response. I was like, what what are you doing? Like, I mean... We're not talking about a, a, a toddler here. We're talking about a grown adult. Um, and mind you, she was walking over to the computer to, you know, log in some training. So I'm like, oh, 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 excuse me. No, 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 no. Don't touch anything, sis. <laughs> I'm going to need you to stop right there. Stop what you're doing and go wash your hands. In fact, I'm going to come with you. And I mean, like, it turned into a whole, like, Maybe I was being a bit controlling, but I felt in that moment I was not only protecting the employees at my at my uh, place of employment, but I was also protecting my health because we are literally in a whole ass pandemic and sis had her thumb perched in her mouth. And I just was like, I can't do it. I what is happening? You've got to be kidding me. Um, So my (laughs) my wine about it segment is for used persons. Okay. I'm talking like I'm from the East Coast now. You person, you people, you guys who think it's okay to put your hands all in your mouth, your face, your nose, and then go touching on stuff in public. Listen, you're not at your house, okay? Like, you're you're not. You're not at your house. I'm going to need you to firmly, like, I'm going to need you to take that out your mouth, take it out your hands, and (laughs) and, 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 and realize that we're in a whole ass pandemic. I had to tell sis, I said, you know, none of this would have happened if you would have had your, your mask on your face like you were supposed to, okay? Like the rules of employment, you know, 
um, actually say that you're supposed to do. I'm just saying, like, if you had had your mask on your face, I wouldn't have to go off on you like this. But, oh, my God, like, I was just offended, child. Like, this was, oh, God, it was just so nasty. And, of course, you know, I felt, I probably made her feel bad a little bit. Now, I did talk to her afterwards, and I told her, because she was a little bit younger, and I said, hey, listen, um, I wasn't trying to embarrass you. I really wasn't. However... You can't be doing that. This is a public space. And not only, so you walked in here with your thumb in your mouth and you were going to touch things. Now, whether or not you think that, you know, your mouth is clean, that's irrelevant. I don't care about that. And neither do the employees in here. That is nasty. Don't be putting your thumb in your mouth and in your nose and then touching stuff. And a lot of y'all, a lot of people do it. Um... And think that it's okay. Let me be the first to tell you. Hopefully not the first one. Let me be the if if it's your first time hearing it, then let me be the first to tell you that shit is nasty and you need to stop. Also, if you're one of those people that just floats by the fucking sink after you done, you know, did what you had to do in the bathroom, you're also disgusting. You know. So um I need you to just, you know, make it a habit of washing your hands so that way you're not spreading you know, urine and fecal matter all over, you know, the uh, place of business. Okay. That would have you distinctly appreciated. Okay. Thank you for your time, your consideration, and your understanding. Okay. Management. With that being said, that was another episode of the Anything About Everything podcast. I'm your host, Miss Jet. And remember, if it's not adding value to your life, then why are you doing it? And if you're not adding value to someone else's life, then why are you there? Just words to think about, all right? Y'all be easy. Peace.